This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, this is BJ. Thanks for listening to our show's podcast. If you're a fan of all things geeky, you should check out my other podcast, BJ Shea's Geek Nation. We have new episodes every day, and you can check it out at bjgeeknation.com. Your home is going into foreclosure, and you feel like a financial wreck. You don't know where to turn for accurate information. I'm bankruptcy attorney Travis Gagné. Let's talk about some legal options. If we work quickly, we can propose a plan to save your home, modify the loan, or in many cases, even eliminate your second mortgage. The consultation is free. I've helped hundreds of people just like you make informed decisions about whether to save their home or exit it on a reasonable, organized timeline. The chapter you choose sets the tone for the next chapter of your life. Please contact me today at ChooseTheRightChapter.com. That's ChooseTheRightChapter.com. 99.9 KISW, The Rock of Seattle. Well, uh, Loudwire has put together a list of the best grunge albums of all time. Now, I just want to warn Loudwire that uh, Rolling Stone put together a list of the best singers. And, yeah. and Celine Dion wasn't on the list. And I guess a bunch of people went to the Rolling Stone offices and protested. And I'm like, you guys have time to do this? Well, you know, some people work from home and they just want to get outside, maybe touch some grass. And that could Rolling be Stone's offices was right across the street. So kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, I, that that that, that was, is pretty sad. That cracked me up when I when I I don't I don't know if it was hundreds or thousands. I don't know how many people went outside the Rolling Stone offices. When I'm like, dude, it's just a list put out by a bunch of people. Who cares? You Do you know? think uh, even Celine Dion sees that story and goes, "Wow, my fans are losers." Yeah, <laughs> like I would. I I would be like, uh, thanks. The sentiment's nice. Yeah. Online petition, relatively low amount of work. Yeah, showing up to somebody's office to disrupt their day. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm rich as F. I'm okay. I'm I'm Celine Dion. I'm all right. Don't worry about it, guys. So I'm wondering, you know, if uh, anyone is going to go to Loudwire and protest the fact that you know the album they think is the best grunge album of all time is at number one. Like, will they go and go? No way. This should be number. No, we don't. Usually, we don't care <laughs> enough to go protest at office. You know, I, I'm looking at the list. Okay, so you see, you see, all number one, all the way down to number C, fifteen, number the top 15. fifteen. Yeah, and honestly. I am pretty impressed with this list. Like, I'm, I, there might be a couple that might mean I'll switch over to this way or that way, but for the most part, I feel like they really, excuse me, they nailed it. Nice. Yeah, I, um, uh, you know, I, I will give you a clue. I'll give everybody a clue. Number three, 
Somebody continues to harp on me about this album, uh, number three. Oh, oh Chumbawamba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chumbawamba. Uh, some people think that number down. three, pro- I would think that one person in the studio thinks that number three should be number one just because of the fact that I haven't listened to this album in its entirety. Uh, you know what's funny? I wouldn't even put it at number one. Oh, what? Wow. You, and yet you still want me to listen to this album in its entirety, even yeah, though you know it's not the number one grunge album in your mind. Well, it's one of my favorite albums of all time, and okay. you suck as a human for not listening to there it. There we but go. Besides <laughs> so Stone Gossard, apparently, because he hasn't listened to well, it in its entirety either. Stone and I need to have a chat at some okay, point. He right. doesn't return my tweets. <laughs> Don't blame um, him. The first four, I feel like you could interchange, and I think a lot of people would have a good argument for any of those four. Okay. All right. So, uh, so Pearl Jam's 10, obviously, you're saying is number three. Yeah, 10 is number three. I have, I have a guess at number one. All right, you know what, Danny? Go for it. Just because I I wasn't, I didn't grow up in the grunge scene, but it was just the first album that I really fell in love with, which was Nirvana's Nevermind. Yeah, and that would be my guess for number one. It is not. And it is not. Interesting. It is. But you know, you're not far off. See, that's the one where I think I would, even though it's not, it's such a weird thing to say because it's, when I I even think it, I'm like, this is such a stupid thing. I wouldn't pick it as my favorite grunge record of all time sure but i would say that it should be number one as the number one grunge record of all time i know that makes no sense yeah, but yeah. like i'm thinking as on the whole yeah. what the impact that it had how it changed the game for everything that's to me is what makes it the greatest grunge record of all time but it's not my favorite of all the grunge records it makes sense 100 percent. and for me that's the same reason that i thought is because like i wasn't into the grunge yep. scene but I loved that album, whereas like the other ones, you know, that, you know, the, the different bands that were around the same time, I just didn't fall in love with them the way I did that album. This is what, you know, when you do a list, you just don't know the criteria. And that's the problem is that, uh, you know, Steve, I think you pretty much said it. Iconically, why? I mean, you, never mind is iconically got to be considered the best grunge record of all time. Yes. Yeah. But. You know, quality-wise, well, you would know better than me, I suppose, if we got down to the, the you know, to the dirt of it. Hey, because that's the number one. Uh, honestly, that's the one I would go with. Yeah, uh, Alice in Chains, uh, dirt number one grunge record of all time. And look, you can't argue with it. It definitely deserves to be in the top three, probably. But you know, again, what's the criteria? You know, uh, everyone knows. Never mind. Everybody just knows. Yeah, never mind. Everybody knows. Dirt is what. Dirt was a game changer. It was a massive record for Allison. It was a massive record just for rock music. I guess what I mean is that even people that don't know much about music mm-hmm. and know Never Mind probably over Dirt. Yeah, that's that's why I said iconically. You know, yeah, I'd be, I'd be interested to find out because I do think that like yeah, it smells like Teen Spirit. It, you're right. The album cover, you know, main, yeah, you know, all of that. That that's yeah. the only reason I put it, but not quality wise, just iconically. Yeah, I feel like if I debate you, I'm just arguing for arguing sakes at that point because you're right. I mean, it, but for me, there's not a darker, more powerful record than that Allison Chains record. That record is so. Uh, the first time I heard it, and I, I still listen to that record to this day. Whereas Nevermind. Every once in a while, maybe like once a year, I'll be like, I haven't listened to all of Nevermind. Like you hear the songs on the radio, which are quite a bit, but I'm just like, I haven't listened to some of the other cuts. And there's some, and I'm like, and then I'll be reminded, I'm like, oh man, Drain You, what a great song, or oh man, this song, you know? Whereas Dirt by Allison Chains was just like, I, that to me is just a masterpiece. And then, of course, like we said, Pearl Jam's 10 at number three. Uh, Super Unknown, Soundgarden in at number four. Which I don't disagree with. I, although I like Bad Motorfinger more, which is kind of funny. Like, here, here we here again. But Super Unknown was like their big record that kind of made them the rock stars that they are. And that's the big four. Alice in Chains, Nirvana, 
uh, Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Of but, course, they should be the first four. But here's the thing, you know, when you talk about the breast, the, the breast, or the best <laughs> grunge. Oh, are we talking about the best breasts? Yeah, the best breasts of all time. Oh, then it's uh, easily Chris from Nirvana. So if we believe that this list of the best grunge albums of all time, uh, here they are. Then you look at the top five. There is one of those, like those big, the, the big four you talked about, Steve. One repeated, which means if you had two in the top five, does that kind of make you the best grunge band of all time? <laughs> that my brain, you know, because a statty guy like I am, yeah. Because uh, okay, so we know Alice in Chains, we know Nirvana, we know Pearl Jam, we know Soundgarden. Those were the top four bands that had you know the the, the best uh, grunge album of all time. Number five is one of those bands. So let me just ask you. Danny, Vicky, if you if you want, so who do you think would come in at number five? So basically, they're the first repeater, which means they 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 had an album that was amazing that it got to be like you know another one in the top five, which would you know what band do you think that would would have done that? Because they all came out with other albums, obviously. Who would you guess? I'd have to guess. I honestly, I'd I'd probably have to guess Soundgarden. Ooh, I'm sorry, you're wrong, sir. Ah, so uh, wrong. Yeah. Couldn't be wronger. Couldn't be wronger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. one out of four. So, yes. Vicky, Alice in Chains, uh, Nirvana, or Pearl Jam, who would you pick think that they would say the fifth best album by that band? Who would it be? I'm going to have to say Nirvana. Oh, you are so wrong. Um, oh, man. In Utero. Good record. Yeah. yeah. That's the one I'm guessing you would go with. Yeah. Well, or Bleach. Not far off, In Utero was number six. And uh, Danny Soundgarden came in at number seven with Bad Motorfingers. So Here's yeah. the funny part. I think most of this list, at least the top 15 or top 20, are going to be those four bands in all of their records. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because Nirvana's <laughs> Bleach is also on there at 11. Yeah. <laughs> so Versus from Pearl Jam came in at number five. Oh. Which I, I agree 100%. Like, I, I go back and forth between Versus being my favorite Pearl Jam record or 10. Oh, you know, wow. Which one should I listen in its entirety? Should I go with uh, Versus for... Uh, wouldn't it be great if I did that just to pick the one? 10 first. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you got to listen to 10 first and then appreciate Versus. Yeah. I, uh, uh, which, I, which I really think... What I think is, uh, you know, Temple of the Dog did make number nine. Which features uh, members of, Alice, of, of of Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Alice in Chains came in at number eight with Facelift. Yeah. Uh, purple from STP. Finally, they they hit the list at number uh, at number ten. Which is funny because of the fifteen, the only non Seattle or Seattle based band is is Stone Temple Pilots. Which at the time when their first record came out, everyone was like, "You're a wannabe Seattle band." Oh, look at that! You know, just because they had like that. Especially on core, it, it had like you know. I don't think he sounded like Eddie, but some people were comparing him to Eddie because of a little bit of a lower voice on the, on the register and and just the way that the band sounded, but. It's kind of interesting that they, they are considered in the top 15 when they're the only non-Seattle band. You know what's interesting that I, I was just thinking about, too? It's like Pearl Jam, to me, being like outside of you know Seattle around that time and not really into the grunge scene, I think that for me growing up, it was like Pearl Jam defined grunge for me as a person. Like When I thought of grunge music, it was like, Pearl Jam. And not that I didn't think Nirvana, but Nirvana kind of like smashed so many like barriers that, you know, you have a lot of people like No Effects and Green Day who yep. credit them as the person who brought punk rock to it. And it's like, so maybe th that's why for me it's like, you know, Pearl Jam is the epitome of grunge. Whereas Nirvana, yes, of course they started a movement, but it was so, it was almost like bigger that's than that. That's a good point because like Nir Nirvana's music sometimes, I mean, it always had like a grunge vibe, but like it, it also had a power pop, uh, a punk rock, it had like, you know, an indie rock vibe like it had a little bit of everything whereas the time like you know especially Allison Chains and Soundgarden too like they were so sludgy yeah and, and and Nirvana's music wasn't right maybe In Utero had a little bit more of that kind of like darkness to it but like you know Nevermind was I mean really like a 
I mean, lyrically not, but like it was a bouncy sounding record. It was. This, is a, this, this is a crappy list. There's no Why? fighting. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's such a crappy list. But it, they did such a bad job putting out a list that we don't fight over. That's funny. Taylor's just calling in right now to even talk about Stone Temple Pilots. Taylor, you're on the rock. Hey, yes. I guess did I? Uh, I was calling in while you had were perhaps mentioning this band, but I was a little taken aback that STP wasn't in the top. Uh, the top bands because they were huge for me. Yeah, uh, so they, I, and maybe that was bad on me. Uh, they were, they came in at number ten. STP with uh, purple. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> That's <Do> you, low. <laughs> really? All right. So who do you think they should be above? They had dirt. Never mind ten super unknown and verses in the top five. Do you think purple should have uh, you know got one of those out? Yes. Really? I think it, what would you kick yes. out? I'd kick out Pearl Taylor Jam. for that opinion. Pearl <laughs> Jam. Wow. That's crazy talk. Wait, wait. So I, I love STP. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yes. I'm a former band member. I mean, <laughs> of course. But even as a former band member, I would not put him in the top five. Oh. All right. I mean, I don't like them. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor we, we'll, we'll be okay. You stab the guy. We can have differing opinions. Uh, you broke his heart. <laughs> You're killing him. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm happy Taylor. that Mud Honey was put in this and given a nod yeah, because they yeah. deserved to because they had such a a huge imp- imprint on the the sound before a lot of these bands even were around. Mother Love Bombs also also made the list. Hole made the list at number twelve. Uh, Screaming lived, Trees deservingly so. This. Yeah, Sweet Oblivion. So that pretty much rounds out your top fifteen. And for the most part, yeah, we don't have any disagreements. That's the weird part. Like, I think we could uh, argue where certain albums should go, but I don't think any of these are not deserving. Yeah, we've got uh, a great time for music. I, I know I'm like. It's like a six-year period. As I'm looking at this, 1989 is the oldest album with Bleach, and 1994 Purple is the latest album. There, everything else falls in between those years with this list. Man, so it's like that's a, that's just a snapshot of that time. If I could, like, yeah, I know we talk about go back in time. I would have, man, that would have been amazing to be living in Seattle during that time. Oh, yeah. A, it would be much more affordable. But also on top of it, <laughs> who cares about the music? I'd be able to live in downtown Seattle. But even like, yeah, even, and, and that's a, in so many different ways, too. Like being able to go down to, you know, I don't remember, uh, what was it called, the off-ramp back then, and seeing, you know, all these bands and they're, you know, yep. and, and that that happened to me in like in the punk scene, too. Seeing a lot of those bands just before they blew up and, you know, for five bucks. Like, yeah, the idea crazy. of seeing Nirvana play at like the Crocodile would be just right. insane. Yeah. I want to put this out there because time machines yes yeah time machine. well <laughs> this is what i don't understand it again and maybe somebody can explain this because if we it's such a great music scene which means such a great vibe really cool collaborative people and then i look at portland that hates seattle so much and i can't understand why because because of a time like that you know what i mean like i it's like but why why because portlanders do hate seattleites a lot for a, a, so many unknown reasons and i'm like how far back does that go because you think it's the little brother that never could get to that level you, you think know? that's yeah. really what it is you know honestly i bet during that time though it was a lot less of that maybe it was like a friendly rivalry sure but i feel like a lot of those bands were going back Back and forth, like you'd play with the bands that were making it in Portland, and they would come up here. I don't think there was that kind of like. I think that's more of like from, from the the soccer rivalry and, yeah. and and then basketball as well. 
I don't know if it was ever a music rivalry between Seattle and Portland. I think it was a lot, a lot more of a collaborative kind of vibe. I'd love to. Because you want to play shows in both places. So you yeah. Can't be, you can't be douches to the get people in Portland. And through the years, I think that obviously as the, as the both cities, I mean, you know, because Portland still is a, a bigger city, like compared to, you know, Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Yeah. But yeah, it's one of those like, it, but as both cities have grown up, I think that that just has amplified of like, oh, we hate Portland. Oh, we hate Seattle. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, like, I still have friends who are in bands who go down to Portland and play pretty regularly. Well, I will say this, Danny. I think it's one way. I don't know if Seattleites hate Portlanders, but, I mean, I am told. The soccer world, yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Well, soccer <laughs> soccer. I mean, sports are sports. I mean, I, you know, look, I mean, if you're a really, I, I think if you're a really true rooter, supporter, whatever, just like, look, I'm a Red Sox fan. And, yes, I don't hate Yankee fans. That's some of the greatest conversations I've ever had are with Yankee fans. Sure. You know, so if you're that kind of douche where you literally do hate somebody because of that, well, I don't know what to tell you. But I think that rivalry is that's where it's stemming from. It's a more sports based than it is uh really a music based. Because I've never had, got the vibe when I was playing in bands, especially back in in the late nineties, early two thousands when I was playing a lot of shows. There was no beef with any bands from Portland. So it's not music-based? No, at least I didn't see it. Yeah, because yeah. I wonder what it is based, and it seems one way. Sports. I, I, think I think it's sports. sports. It really just yeah. is the... Wow, so yeah. this is relatively recent, and the only sports we really have in common... Well, I guess Basketball. we used to, used to be the Blazers and the Sonics, 100%. but that's done. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that... So, wow, that's a heck of a hatred. Then, I mean, other people just uh, just because like you're always going to get compared to each other, but I don't think it ever had to do with music. No, oh. and and I would even argue at this point too. It's like Portland is almost seen as like the the town that Seattle used to be, quote unquote. Oh. And I think that a lot of Portland well, people are like, oh, Seattle and all their corporate, and it's like, okay, like, I can you know see that. I, mean? I can understand that. That makes a little bit more sense to me, Danny, because we are. I mean, we are a bigger city, and we have we've sold out. We're sellouts. Yeah, yeah, that What's happened. It's because of Steve. <laughs> That's where the sellout happened. Hey, what do you think is the top reason why people say that they have quit their job? Well, I'm going to tell you what that is at 817 on The Rock. BJ and Migs, mornings on The Rock, 99.9 KISW. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
99.9 KISW, The Rock of Seattle. Forbes, that's a that's a professional organization over there. Forbes, all about money and stuff. Never heard of them. Well, that's probably why. <laughs> they're all about money and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they're professional. Hey, I got to have money to be able to read Forbes, I guess. That's what it is. Uh, but they did put out a list. And they said, okay, folks, here's what we want to ask you. And that's what they based this, this list is based on. Asking people the main reason why they left their job. Uh, is this a list we needed? That's uh, so why I'm going to just say this right now. Did okay. somebody get paid to actually go out and do this? And when I think all of right now, all of us could probably come up with the top five reasons without even having to talk to anybody. Mm. Nobody shows up with donuts on Fridays. That's yes. the one. Number one on the list. Is number- I'm not asking every day. Yeah. I just think on Fridays, we should have pastries. Do miss those days. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least a working vending machine. <laughs> well, now a vending machine. I just period. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. should leave. Yeah. <laughs> I, Are you with me? In. Let's you know go. what? We, Danny, here's what I want to say. We had a big meeting with like the gigantic boss of the oh, company. Why man. didn't somebody bring up the vending? Because they said they opened it up to the floor. They, they asked him, why didn't we go, where's our vending Gosh, machine and our donuts? I might have an accident in my pants because they always set up like, Anything is on, uh, on the that, table. Yeah, nothing is off limits. You should feel comfortable saying whatever you want, which is always like, no, I shouldn't feel comfortable <laughs> saying whatever I want to say because I can get you in trouble. But man, if somebody would have said, uh, yes, big boss, we would like a vending machine. Yeah. I would start crying. I would laugh my butt off. And I, you know what? I, uh, I, I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? That's not going to be me anymore, Sky. We got to let the young kids, got to let the Vickies and the Dannys of the world do we it. We got to hype them up and be like, dude, this guy, this is your first time going to a meeting with the big boss. He loves, loves questions. He like loves that. being challenged. Yeah. That's yeah. a good question, by the way. He would want to fix it. He probably isn't aware of it. He's the big boss. He doesn't know we don't have a vending machine. And in all fairness, maybe he does love being challenged. I'm just not the one that's going to challenge him. Yeah. There's, there's just, there's no winner. Yeah. If I don't have a singlet on, I'm not challenging anybody <laughs> that would be uh, shocker though vending machine or bringing in donuts not uh, in the top five so maybe you two shouldn't be the one we talk about but well, let's see if vicky can pick one of the top five isn't the phrase uh it's something like uh people don't quit bad jobs equip bad managers so maybe because of their boss or manager the, you know what i'll tell you this vicky nothing to do with management in oh. this top five list of why people left their jobs at least in the survey that Forbes did I think you gave us a clue with the Forbes part it's probably about money there we go why would you I think did that? give you a clue <laughs> yeah. yeah you guys I try to help you with these you know I mean I'm like Ken Jennings in for you guys I yeah. give you a little bit of a, like a little meta clue but you know Danny Lee's picked up on it yeah all right, so yeah, number one, seeking higher pay. Pretty much half the people said I left to make more money, which is interesting because I had heard, at least with uh, you know millennials and Gen Zs, it's not about the money. But eventually, yes, you get older in life. I don't care who you are; it eventually does become about. When the you money. have a kid or a family, or you live in the Pacific Northwest, where every where, where mortgage and, right. and rent is ridiculous, it does become about the money. You got to live. Money, groceries are expensive. Yes. Money can't buy happiness, but it sure can pay the rent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy those damn organic vegetables your wife likes buying. Yeah. Oh, I know. You know what? She's on that kick too, just like my wife. Well, I don't know if it's a kick. It's just a way of life now. Yeah, it's always been that way. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I she's always going with the organic ones. There's a great Penn and Is Teller. Is organic French for expensive? I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. there's a there was a Penn and Teller uh, show on, on Showtime, um, and I forget what the name of it was. I think it was a bad word. Was it the BS one? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, what? Penn and Teller BS. And I don't know if they just did it for show, but they did a whole thing about organic versus just regular vegetables. Yeah, it was a great thing just because they they basically proved my wife wrong, and I always love shows like that to give me ammo uh, but I don't know how true it is but 
it's so ridiculous that mm-hmm. supposedly the thing that is really the best for you is the most expensive. And then, you know, the stuff that isn't the best for you that usually comes boxed by some sort of confectionery company is the cheapest. The problem is that, like, most vegetables, whether they're organic or just the fresh vegetables, are just expensive no matter what. Yeah. Well, I remember, you know, I'm old enough to remember, Steve, that vegetables were cheaper than, like, Twinkies. Right. I mean, it was Not anymore. Tr- you couldn't get your parents to buy those hostess cakes because they go, look, what do you think? I'm made of money. I don't got the money for that. Yeah. If you want to fix the, like, the obesity problem, make, make vegetables and healthy stuff cheaper than the unhealthy stuff. Look at Steve Miggs running for something. That's the platform we all need to vote for. Uh, so seeking higher pay, number one reason why people leave their job. Uh, number two is reasonable. And it is definitely talking about, in a way, money because this helps you save money. Uh, depending on how good this is for you. Oh, there's a clue. Well, where, well, what can a job give you that you have to spend money on, but they, they help out? 401. Uh, 401k? Well, you know, that's saving money for down the road. But, oh. like, what do you spend money on? You go, boy, I hope the job can give me this particular thing so I don't have to spend so much money on this. Stocks? Okay, no, you guys are, you guys are missing it. It's not about saving Co-workers money. Co-workers that ask really weird questions that we uh, don't have answers to. Well, I mean, there's two things you look for in a job. How much will you pay and... Vacation. Okay. Benefits. There we go. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah. See, because you like medical benefits, you got to pay, and they help you with that if they give you a good benefits package. That is like almost half the people, same thing. They left because they wanted better benefits, which, man, I will say... You got a benefit package that does put you head and shoulders above anybody else, even to the point where it might save you money to take less money because the benefit package is even better. So that's and it's tough to figure that out sometimes until you're really in a company. I don't know how to figure that out. You know, if there's a way to know, like, how good your benefits are, like, how good is the insurance company or whatever, you know, that they're going to hook you up with. And you don't find that out until you walk into a doctor's office and they go, right. Oh, this is your medical. God, this sucks. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, your, your, your insurance doesn't cover any of it. I'm like, well, why do I have insurance? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> I know. It, uh, don't, don't get me started. Yeah, you go on like the thing. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm like, this is one of our preferred providers. And then you go there and you're like, when did you, what did I save? $3? Yeah. Yeah, who prefers you? I don't. Right. <laughs> My wallet doesn't prefer you. So the next three uh, in the top five, I think, are basically all covered in, 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 when it comes to money. And, and to me, it's almost redundant. Um, uh, insufficient raises, which is kind of like, isn't that why you're seeking higher pay? Because you're not getting enough raises? Yeah, but you know, like people, like they would always be like, oh, you get that like cost of living increase. And sometimes it's like just like a meager amount. And yeah. you're like, what the hell? Like... That didn't help my cost of living. My rent went up, but my pay didn't. Well, and at that point, two raises to me also makes it seem like you're doing a good job. So if you're not getting raises on a on a semi-normal basis, it's kind of one of those, like, am I actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Or in situations, I hear a lot of people complain about how somebody leaves and they have to do their job on top of it, and no they, they still get paid the same amount. It's like, I'm doing two people's jobs, but I'm only getting paid for one. How is that fair? I know. It is. It is. It's such BS. Uh, it really, really is. And and cost of living, that's something you should get every year. I know the companies can't do that, but it's so ridiculous to think that, look, if you're making money company, I should be able to get a cost of living increase. Just, you know, I'm not asking for more money so I can be richer and buy nicer things. I just want to be able to afford last year 
the same way now. I, that's all I want to do. What I did last year, I just right. want to be able to do it this year. And you can't when inflation keeps going up or whatever. You can't. And I, you know, I look at companies and go, I don't understand. You, you, you should go out of business then, right? Apparently, you suck at managing. Get the hell out. If you can't keep up with the cost of living, then you're not doing your job. You know, because I'm doing my job. Because apparently, I mean, you know what? The the Cogswell Cogs and the Spacely Sprockets. I'm still putting them out for you. So what do you? I mean, what do you want from me? That'd be great if you go into a meeting with like the head muckety mucks demanding more money, and you start referencing the Jetsons. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh definitely. Because you know we're talking about the future, Steve. That's very true. Yeah. You're like get on, open up your briefcase, get yeah. your little spaceship, and leave. Rosie needs a lot of motor oil, okay? Rosie needs WD-40. I need to be able to make some more coin here. What do you have Rosie doing that she needs all well, that oil? Well, I don't want to bring it up, you know. I mean, Jane, his wife. Uh, how about needs not being met by your pay? I don't... I'm rent, uh, rent, groceries. Well, that, yes. So that's what I that's yeah. what I thought it meant. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's like yeah. that's it's they like basically came up with five different ways to say you want more money. <laughs> now, number five. Uh, look, I'm going to be honest. Doesn't mean anything to me because I've never had to go through this. At, le- at least not as much as some other people have. And that's pay inequality. Thirty nine percent of the people say they leave a company because they just don't think it's fair pay. Mm. Um, I've never had to deal with that. So I, I can't really comment on that. I've never had to walk in and go, hey, I don't think you're paying me fairly compared to what other people are doing. I've never felt that at a job. Uh, yeah. But I know many people do. So I get that that's a legitimate reason. Yeah, you find out you're doing the same exact job as someone else, but because of whatever reason, a gender or, or, or whatever, a raise, and then you're all of a sudden you're finding out you're getting less, I'd be pissed. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a tough one because if you're in a performance-based industry like us, it's really hard to do that because mm-hmm. obviously if, you know, Station A is getting higher ratings than Station B, you can't expect to make the same amount of money as that person doing the same job you are because that station's bringing in more money. And that's, you know, you get you get your money based on the performance you do. And a lot of time, yeah, it's easy for me to say, but like, you know, for me, I've always just focused on like, I just want to make enough that makes me happy. I don't think about what like you're, everyone else is being made because if you do, you could go crazy. Like, oh. But if, if I was cool with whatever you offered me, and I was like, that's a fair amount, and I'm happy with that, and then you find out someone's doing something similar but getting more, like, I, that's why I don't want to know. Like, I just rather know, like, I'm happy with this amount. That's all I care about. And if I'm not happy, then there'll be an issue, but it's not because of what someone else is making. But again, it's easy for me to say, but that, that's always been my mentality. Yeah, I've, I've been in that situation, Steve, and it sucks. Somebody told me one time what somebody was making when I was working, you know, 30 years ago in this business. And somebody said, hey, do you know what this person's making? And you're right. As soon as you found out. Oh, it changes they, everything. But, you know, here, and, and they deserved it, though. I mean, they really, really did. I was not the star of the show. And I sure mm-hmm. as hell wasn't there for all the years that the star of the show was there doing what they were doing. They deserved every penny they were getting. But you're right. As soon as you find out and you're living your life and maybe you're trying to go you know and then all but you just you just get bitter you just get bitter and try telling that to somebody who's young and not understanding that the the other person probably deserved it better it's like you can't even get past that part in your brain of being like yeah but still i need the money yeah and that's i think danny because of the unfairness uh i i you know the the when i started the world wasn't as, an, as unfair as it is today. And that's the big conversation I have with anybody in my generation who goes, these kids, why are they complaining? I go, dude, the world was not as unfair as it is today when it comes to certain things. And that is like money. It's just the world's very unfair compared to when I started out. And that's why Danny, some young people go, I don't care. F you. You know, you're, you're so unfair to me. Why do I got to be reasonable? It's crazy to think when I like first came out here, like you work like a minimum wage paying job and you were still able to like not find a great place to stay. But like. 
you still like live in a decent enough apartment, and then if you have like a roommate, and like you could do okay, like good enough. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine like when you look at some of the prices of rent, like. Doing the math, I'm like, you need multiple minimum wage paying jobs. Like, you have to work around the clock just to be able to have a place with a roof over your head. Heck, you even need multiple jobs when you have a nice paying job these days, <laughs> sometimes. For real. Yeah, it's uh, like apartments used to be a great solution for somebody that couldn't afford a house. That is no longer true. No. Because like a decent rents, apartment. Yeah, because rents are ridiculous. Mortgages are ridiculous. Uh, you know, a place like New York City, I remember somebody telling me, uh, it takes me an hour to get to work. Like, it's an hour commute. And I'm like, whoa. But then again, well, that was New York City. It made sense to me. That was a gigantic city. Of course, it's going to be expensive. And now here in Seattle... I mean, people, you know, if you really, really want to, you know, try to get something affordable, you kind of got to get close to getting an hour out of Seattle. Well, I'm like 40 uh, something minutes out of Seattle without traffic, of course. And you, you know, you're not, you know, you're not entry level guy. Right. You know, yeah. you, you, that's what I'm saying. It's like entry level. I'm more of like an entry level. Yeah, you all, oh, you, you're, you're next level. That's what we call you, next level. But imagine being entry level anything and having to work in the city, like work in Seattle. Hell, I've been even working in Tacoma. It's still no picnic. You know what I mean? As far mm-hmm. as having to make things go on. It's just, and that is just like, I, I look at society, the leaders, and go, you know, you failed because it shouldn't be like this. I get things go up and prices go up, but it's, the other stuff like compensation should match that, and it's not. So somebody's somebody's effed up, and it's probably Oprah because I like to blame her for everything. So I'm going to say it's probably. Oprah. Yeah, it's probably Oprah. all that just to have your propaganda against Oprah. There we go. You know it. I just, I'm on to you. I'm not always hating on the Rock. You know, I spread it around, and I find all these people that have no reason for me to be upset with them, and I get upset with them. There you go. Well, uh, you know, we've got uh, we've got an important thing, and that is a champion over here. Well, kind of. I almost was a champion. You were a champion for about 20 seconds last night, were you? I mean, there was no titles involved. I was I was a holder of a hat. That's the, that's how I looked at it. That was which, your championship, was the holder of Jake's hat. Which was basically his crown. <laughs> yeah, so technically, right. I was almost the bucket king. <laughs> oh, bucket like hat that. king. The bucket king. I love that. Well, yesterday, the bucket hat king, uh, he did get this one wrong. Which U.S. Oh. state popularized the turducken? Turducken. I would say Washington. No. Uh, Florida. Nope. New York. No. I had no idea it was Louisiana. I didn't know they were the first ones to put the duck and the chicken and the turkey all together in this inception <laughs> monstrosity. I had no idea. I saw it just like John Madden. You put the duck and the turkey. And the... It's Louisiana. Yeah, that's uh, that's where the turducken was born. You want a shot at beating Steve? All right, you got it. Give us our uh, give our new number a call, 206-803-ROCK. We'll play Beat Migs at 847 on The Rock. Today's podcast was brought to you by Travis Gagne, bankruptcy attorney. Here's another question from a listener. If I file for bankruptcy, do I have to appear in court? That makes me nervous. Going to court is never something something that's easy to do. However, when you file bankruptcy, you usually only have to attend one hearing at the courthouse. Of course, I'll be there with you. And when you go to court, it's not before the judge. It's actually with the trustee or the trustee's attorney. One of the one of the things that's, that's critical in a bankruptcy is that you give your attorney and the court all of your all of your information. You list all of your assets and all of your creditors. That's what we're trading for your discharge is your true and honest 
a disclosure of your assets and liabilities. And so the court hearing is just usually about a five-minute deal where you show up and, and reaffirm and, and swear that all the information you've given the court and your attorney is correct. Thanks, Travis. If you have more questions about bankruptcy, you can reach out to Travis anytime at choosetherightchapter.com. That's choosetherightchapter.com. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.